This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters in audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Choice Equities Capital Management, Third Quarter, 2021 November 19, 2021 Dear Investor I hope this letter finds you well. Choice Equities Fund generated losses of minus 2.5% on a net basis in the quarter, bringing year-to-date gains to plus 33.8%. This compares to the Russell 2000's minus 4.4% loss in the quarter and plus 12.4% year-to-date return. The S&P 500 produced gains of plus 0.6% for the quarter and plus 15.9% for the year. Since inception in January 2017, our portfolio has generated net annualized returns of plus 28.9% versus plus 12.2% and plus 16.9% for the Russell 2000 and S&P 500, respectively. Executive Summary In this letter, we discuss the major drivers of performance for the quarter. This primarily includes a discussion of Farmer Brothers, Company, FARM. We provide a brief update on existing portfolio holding Identive Incorporated, INV, and highlight new position GMS Incorporated, GMS. Finally, we provide a few thoughts on the outlook. Quarterly Commentary At a headline level, markets were again fairly subdued in 3Q. However, much as described last quarter, the push and pull of an economy reopening in fits and starts led to another series of rotations under the surface. In generalized terms, small caps, value stocks and reopening plays mostly cycled out of favor, while resurgent reopening fears and moderate risk-off sentiment nudged market participants to again rotate back into their favored large tech leaders. Against this backdrop, our 3Q performance was modestly negative. A few stocks were up meaningfully, while a few were down meaningfully. Farmer Bothers, currently our only micro-cap holding, was our worst performing position and was also the largest detractor of performance, deducting tilde minus 3% from our returns for the quarter. Position Commentary Farm, as noted above, shares of coffee roaster and distributor Farmer Brothers traded off nearly all quarter, at one point declining nearly more than 40% over the last few months. Clearly, this wasn't quite the start I envisioned when initiating this investment, as the level of originally anticipated improvement in company financials did not arrive on time this summer because many of their customers' doors remained shut due to the COVID-19 resurgence from the Delta variant. Despite the decline, I continue to focus on progress to date and the outlook. When I do, I find comfort in this fact, a few years ago, when the economy was open and people had coffee together, this was a $1.30 plus stock, Albeit then, the company had a lesser management team and its roasting operations relied upon a vastly inferior and inefficient, old plant. Admittedly, perhaps that statement is a bit backward-looking. So, looking forward, the more relevant question becomes, can this company again achieve the level of cash flows that support such a valuation? Progress to date suggests such performance remains achievable, if not likely. The company recently concluded the fixed phase of management's fix, optimize, grow strategy. Progress is showing up in the financials, even though sales remain quite depressed from pre-COVID levels. As a case in point, in the prior quarter even with volumes still down some 25% from pre-COVID levels, 
the company has already returned to prior pre-COVID gross margins. The 85-year-old Houston plant, costly and inefficient, has been exited and sold. And the multi-year migration to the new Northlake Dallas plant, a facility which cost over $100 million and is regarded as among the top roasting facilities in the U.S., has been successfully completed. Equally promisingly, the company is now seeing green shoots on volumes, with management reporting many days in the current quarter have been the best since the onset of the pandemic thus far. Other initiatives such as expanding the product line by adding UZ and high brew and reinvigorating the company's own product innovations are also starting to bear fruit. The coffee brewing equipment arm now called Revive, looks to be another smart way the company can deepen relationships with customers by providing expedient service for coffee brewing equipment. At this point, the company simply needs customer doors to open and stay open. Then the optimize and grow phases of their plan can unfold as originally anticipated. INV recent reports and field research each suggest Identive is well positioned to become a much larger company. CEO Steve Humphreys is having success building out the team. In the past quarter, he successfully lured Amir Kosniadi away from Smartrack at Avery Dennison to become VP of Business Development, who himself has since successfully convinced several of his former colleagues to help him expand the sales efforts alongside him at Identive. The burgeoning sales team has been busy and productive, enabling further additions to the company's backlog, which was up 51% on a year-over-year basis in the quarter. And the pipeline of new business and potential new use cases is expanding rapidly. The elephant-sized, billion-plus unit opportunities such as the deployment of chips in syringes and cannabis continue to move forward and remain in sight as potential drivers next year. But perhaps more importantly as it relates to the likelihood of success for the market for radio frequency identification, RFID, chips based on near-field communications, NFC, technology, the long tail of new and small to medium-sized use case opportunities has been the primary driver of unit growth thus far. Signs suggest continued reason for optimism for this small company and their market-leading position in potentially massive end markets built around securely connecting physical things to the digital world. GMS, investors who have been with us a number of years will likely recognize our recently reinitiated position in GMS, a company we had previously owned and held in high regard. As the largest distributor of wallboard in the U.S., there is a lot to like. The company has a strong entrepreneurial culture and a proven yet young new management team that has been in place since 2019. GMS enjoys an advantaged industry structure where the top three distributors serve about half the market, positioning them as leaders with a firm grip on the market, but with runway for growth through accretive bolt-on acquisitions. The net result is a well-managed market leader with strong returns on capital and ample reinvestment opportunities. With those attributes, it's not surprising to see that the company has generally been quite successful since coming public. Since its debut in 2016, GMS has grown earnings at a 25% CAGR. Despite this performance, its shares have underperformed its most relevant building product distributor peers substantially, resulting in valuation compression on both an absolute basis and versus peers. For those interested, I recently discussed the primary causes of this dynamic and elements that may be changing in a presentation for an investor event with PIG this past month. That presentation was recently posted to our website and can be found here on this link page. One factor at play in the underperformance has likely been wallboard pricing, which has generally been inconsistent over the years. This is primarily because the industry has been operating well below capacity ever since the global financial crisis. 
But in recent years, demand has closed the gap with supply. And recent consolidation amongst the supplier base suggests the industry is likely to be more disciplined on pricing going forward. So rather than pricing being an unpredictable and potentially negative input on company results, strong and consistent pricing may become a reliable positive contributor going forward. Additionally, I feel it is worth noting I've come to view company cash flows as being primarily influenced by four factors, wallboard pricing, residential volume growth, commercial volume growth, and accretive acquisitions. Unfortunately for the company, it seems it has never had the benefit of having all four engines firing at the same time since going public. Until perhaps now. Trading at a double-digit free cash flow yield and just a single-digit multiple of current year earnings, the company looks to have an intriguing opportunity to close the gap in shareholder performance with its peers in the years to come. 2021 Outlook Regarding the market at large, current conditions seem to offer something for everybody. On one hand, we have pockets of wildness in trading. There are soaring IPOs, meme stonks that continue to attract headlines and a number of electric vehicle companies currently making no vehicles with valuations that imply profit bonanzas. Yet, on the other hand, quality companies at reasonable and even cheap valuations seem plentiful. Many, like GMS, have strong outlooks and trade at single-digit earnings multiples. Against this backdrop, our charge remains the same. We selectively focus on a few names where we can make reasonable judgments about their investment prospects while we attempt to tolerate and capitalize on volatility. On that score, we continue to find compelling pockets of value, and we continue to make efforts to position the portfolio with attractive risk and return characteristics. Conclusion As a reminder, we recently relocated our offices to a new building with a little more space, although we are still quite happily located here in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you find yourself in the neighborhood, please come by and see us. We would welcome the opportunity to get together. In closing, while I know our approach will not yield our performance each and every quarter, I continue to believe it will be well worth our while over the long haul. Perhaps more importantly, Given the overwhelming majority of our investable assets are invested alongside yours, we would never ask investors to assume risks we ourselves will not. Thank you for your continued support as we work to grow our capital together. As always, we are happy to discuss our investment outlook with you at your convenience. Please reach out at any time. Best regards. Mitchell Scott, CFA Portfolio Manager.